going on? We are back here for another edition of the Canes Insight Podcast, presented by Canes Wear. I'm your host, managing editor of Canes Insight, Stefan Adams, and you know we have another great show for you guys today. On today's episode, we are talking the NCAA Baseball Tournament set to kick off this weekend. The Canes are hosting their regional bracket as they get set to make a run to Omaha. How will Miami bounce back from a quick ACC tournament exit last weekend? Who needs to step up for the Canes to make a deep run into the Super Regionals and hopefully into Omaha? And how do the other teams in this regional stack up to the Hurricanes? Well, we're bringing on our guy, friend of the show, Javi Salas, former Hurricanes pitcher, to talk it all out and give us his insight as a former player as these Canes get Get ready to kick off this 2022 NCAA baseball tournament. So we got all of that and much more coming right up. But first, you know, we have to check in with our guys over at Caneswear, your one-stop shop for Miami Hurricanes apparel and gear. Check out their 20, 40, 60 sale going on in-store and online where you can save 20, 40, or 60% off on select items. Or you can check out the daily deals tab at caneswear.com where they have tons of great items ranging from hats jackets, t-shirts, shorts, pants, jerseys, and much more on sale depending on the day. All you have to do is check them out off University Drive in the Arrowhead Shopping Center in Davie or on caneswear.com. Orders online over $99 ship for free. Plus, you can get all your local South Florida sports teams gear at Caneswear as well. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain over at Caneswear, your one-stop shop for Miami Hurricanes apparel and gear. How do you, Caneswear? We are back here on the Canes Insight Podcast, talking Miami Hurricanes as always. A little bit more of a special episode today, breaking from that usual format of football. Uh, with this NCAA baseball tournament starting up this weekend, we had to do it. Special episode of the Canes Insight Podcast, uh, bringing on one of a uh, friend of the show. Uh, he's been on before with D Money, not quite with me yet. So I'm kind of excited to mix it up with him. Uh, our guy, Javi Salas. Former Hurricanes pitcher, graduated in 2014, back in the day for the Hurricanes, and we're glad that he took some time to come on. So what's going on, Javi? Glad to be here, Steph. Thanks for having me. You and D-Money always, uh, you guys are a staple on, you know, whether it's a drive to work or drive back from work, you guys always put out good stuff. So happy to be here, happy to be a friend of the program. Uh, Looking forward to this weekend, man. I think, uh, you know, looking at this regional, you know, weather permitting, it should be a lot of fireworks in Coral Gables. Yeah, absolutely, man. And we we were just talking before the show. Um, you know, we both went to UM, obviously. I was just saying how, uh, you know, back in, I graduated in 2013. I lived in the University Village right behind the stadium. I would just go walk over to the baseball stadium, grab a milkshake, catch a couple innings of a game, and just kind of hang out. You know, those are like great memories for me. And, uh, you know, this the baseball tournament is really when, you know, everyone really starts paying more attention. And, uh, you know, that's when the hype really starts to kind of uh, build up more uh, that that national attention gets building. Um, so it's definitely an exciting time. Um, Canes were awarded that number six national seed 28 time in program history. They're going to be a regional host. So getting home turf to start the tournament, nice little advantage there. Um, Action is going to be starting Friday at noon. If you don't already know, um, the Canes take on number four seed Canisius. And uh, Arizona Ole Miss also in the regional two and three seed respectively. So Javi, you know, before we get into like the specifics of the tournament, you know, if you've been paying attention, you know, the Canes took an early exit from the ACC tournament recently, dropped both their games in pool play. Javi, not an ideal way to end the season going into this big tournament. Um, You know, from a player perspective, I just want to get your take. 
you know, how did you guys kind of deal with mentally resetting after like a really tough loss and kind of getting refocused on a big game ahead, especially, you know, if it was a situation like going into the NCAA tournament, um, you know, what was that process like? And uh, do, you, do you have anything comparable from your career that you could kind of compare that to? Yeah, I mean, certainly you, you don't want to, you know, back into the tournament losing your, your last two games, especially in the ACC tournament. But, you know, that being said, I think unlike unlike football, where each game is really, really magnified and heightened, I think baseball, you look at the, the entire slate of the season, right? So the team puts up, you know, 39 wins, had the most top 25 wins in the country. They had, you know, RPI in the top 20. Um, obviously being awarded this number six national seed means that the tournament selection committee really thought highly of Miami and their resume. So there's lots to be proud of in that locker room already to begin with. Right. So you got to have those senior, those, those leaders on the team, the captains kind of, you know, rein everybody in and, you know, help everybody understand that, you know, a two game sample size in the ACC tournament doesn't define the success this team has had over the entire season. Um, and, and being rewarded a number six national seed with a possibility of hosting a regional and if you take care of business in your regional, super regional, that's that's the eyes on the prize, right? So um, you got to have guys in a locker room that have been through this before that, that you know, sort of set the tone. And it, it's weird because the last two years, COVID has sort of eaten up, you know, the experience factor for a lot of different ball clubs, right? So, you know, back in the day, you could say, oh, this is a senior-laden team. They've been to four regionals. They've been to super regional. They've been to Omaha. You kind of throw that out the window the last two seasons. Obviously, the 2020 shortened season and 21 was – you know, everyone was trying to stay healthy, trying to follow COVID protocols, left for some wonky, you know, series and, and you know, seasons and, and, you know, cut short, essentially. So throw all that out the window. It's a brand new season. Um, you want to refocus. You want to really take care of your opponents. And that starts on Friday afternoon at noon with uh, Canisius. And, you know, I always thought as a player, we, we sort of faced a situation in 2014. We went to the ACC tournament. We lost you know, two of the three games. Um, and we had a stellar season. We won 24 games in conference that year. I think we won like 24 and six. I looked it up the other day. Um, and we had the ability to host at home. And, you know, it, it's a toss-up. It's a complete toss-up. you got three ball clubs you haven't played at all this year. You don't really have a whole lot of film on them. You know, the coaching staff's working hard to, to set up game plans. But at the end of the day, it's a baseball game. Um, this team has proven time and time again that uh, they've been able to handle their business in one of the toughest conferences in the nation. And you know, you, you work all season to get a home regional and that's exactly what they've gotten. They should be very proud of that. At the same time, they got to be ready to handle their business at home. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you mentioned when you were just talking about the senior laden team and you know, that type of, uh, that type of team coming into the tournament, you always hear about, um, you know, how, how big of an advantage that is. Like, at least that's like the cliche at least now is, uh, you know, having those seniors make, make such a big impact, but I just wanted to like get your kind of perspective on, I, I mean, you actually having been there, you know, what type of impact and, you know, how big of an advantage is that to have, oh, you know, an experienced roster, a senior laden team um, heading into the tournament. And what does that kind of do for you uh, when you're actually in the tournament? Yeah, I think it just steadies the ships, right? You're going to have so many guys, uh, you know, coming into this weekend that have never played a regional at home. Uh, a lot of freshmen on that team have no idea what a regional experience is like. Um, and throw in the weather factor this weekend, which is certainly going to play a huge um, role in, in, in the events of the weekend. It's, it's going to be a lot of different things thrown at you at once. And, uh, you know, you want to have guys who – you know, keep calm in that locker room. There's presumably going to be quite a bit of rain delays. Games are going to be postponed. Games are going to be moved. You're probably playing at weird hours. Um, all that kind of stuff. You want to make sure that, that you know, the ship is steady and, and that everyone's, you know, smooth sailing going into whatever whatever game, whatever situation that is. Uh, as, as, as a baseball player, it's, it's a long game to begin with. Uh, you got to stay focused for those 27 outs. 
you spread that out over a couple of days with delays. Uh, you really want to make sure that the young guys understand that there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel here, and that's hosting a super regional. So it starts on Friday. You want to get the mindset, you know, down packed. I'm sure Wednesday is usually the swing day in the week. Tomorrow will, you know, the Thursday practice is usually pretty light. So by this point, all the pitchers have been notified when they're throwing. Um, you kind of have your idea of what the weekend's going to look like. I'm sure they've gotten heavy into the scouting reporting and, and sort of game planning going forward. And, and now you just let the chips fall where they may. I think, you know, like I said, you worked really hard to be a number six national seed. You've been rewarded by this, the, the selection committee. You've been identified as, as one of the, you know, premier programs in the country. Uh, rightfully so. That's where the hurricane should be every year. But, you know, especially now, you, you really want to make sure that everything is, is sort of magnified. It, I always liken, you know, playoff baseball to similar to like playoff basketball, where the baskets aren't as easy. Uh, you know, execution is magnified. The little things, the bunts, hitting the ball behind runners, sacrifice flies, all that stuff starts playing into effect here. And uh, you want to make sure that, you know, the next couple of days they're, they're playing their best baseball. Yeah, and I imagine the mental toughness is just, uh, you know, even more valuable than ever because you're just always thinking this could be your last play, this could be your last game. And just to, to not let that affect your performance or uh, be too big of a driver in how you're performing, I think, um, you know, that's, that's always huge. So, um, you know, we mentioned starting on Friday, of course, against Canisius. Uh, Canisius, pretty interesting um, run to the, their conference tournament title. Um, they compiled 43 runs in four games, man. They can swing the bat. Uh, they have proven that at least. Um, so uh, going to be going up against, we're not, I guess we're not sure yet who the pitcher is going to be, um, Javi. But, uh, you know, one, I guess, w- would be, uh, you know, who, who would you want to see thrown out there to start Friday's game? And uh, what do you, what's your kind of thoughts on Canisius and that offense so far? Yeah, you know, you look at a team like Canisius and, you know, they're, they're the fourth seed. So everyone, you know, doesn't have high expectations for them, right? But I think that that's exactly where you want to be in, in a regional. They kind of had nothing to lose. It's a team from, you know, upstate New York. I'm sure I, I was looking at the roster the other day, guys from that upper Northeast part of the country, they're coming down to Miami and, and you know, they, they watch TV. They know what the U is. They have, they have a good idea where they're going. They're playing in a historic ballpark and, you know, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of factors coming into this game that no one's giving them a chance. So I'm sure that locker room's ready to go. They're ready to be on national TV and show somebody that, you know, they're just as good as these hurricanes. So, look, there's a, there's a lot of different things I looked at. Some of the interesting stats, I, I saw they, they've never won a tournament game. So imagine coming down to a national seed and, and, and proving your point that way. Um, they have a good ace. I saw, you know, this guy, Matt Duffy, he's a Friday guy. He's compiled 100-plus strikeouts on the season. So, you know, I, I assume he's throwing for Canisius. And, and I think the Hurricanes are going to counter with, with Jake Garland. He's been the midweek guy all season long. Um, I think his style of pitching is exactly what you want in the first game of a regional. He gets a lot of ground balls, makes the defense work, um, goes right after guys. So, I, you know, if, if, I, if I was a betting man, I think Jake Garland gets the ball on Friday at noon. Um, and, and that being said, you're going to be in a dogfight. This Canisius team is going to come in here with every intent of, of upsetting the Hurricanes party. Um, and making a name for themselves. So you got to be ready to go. You got to be ready to go from the get-go. You know, I, I really do look forward to watching this hurricane lineup hit um, up and down the order. They're, they're so strong and they're, and they're so young. I mean, I, I think that that's one of the cool things about this ball club is, you know, you can really be excited as a fan. Majority of these guys are coming back next year um, and, you know, some guys for two years. So you, you, you can get excited behind the fact that, you know, yes, we have achieved great things as a number six national seed, but there's even greater things to come in the next, you know, the next season, next two seasons with this same group. So, um, you know, I, I think the focus, Jake Garland is the captain. He'll understand more than anybody. 
He's got to handle his business against Canisius. They got to get through the first game in order to get into that winner's bracket. It's so important in a regional, especially one that's going to be, you know, impacted by weather. You got to be in that winner's bracket side because to come out of the loser's bracket to win, you know, with your back against the wall and seemingly win three straight elimination games is so, so difficult. So um, you got to take care of business on Friday at noon. And I look forward to seeing, you know, I, I, I assume it will be Jake Garland on the, on the bump. Absolutely. And I, I think, uh, you know, that's why that, you know, that comparison that you made with the you know, NCAA basketball tournament is so apt because it really is all about expectations. And when you have that number four seed sitting there with zero expectations, you can kind of play free in a little bit more ways. If you, you know, you swing big, you lose. So what you, you know, you're expected to lose. So, um, and you know, all that pressure is on, you know, the top seeds. And that's why you see, you know, all every single year in, uh, you know, baseball, basketball, the tournaments, there's always those teams that no one expected and they make that run and everyone's always scratching their head kind of like, you know, how we've missed that. And I think it really does go back to that expectation level and just being able to play a little bit more loose in that regard. But um, yeah, Javi, of course, you know, not the ideal way to go in, but like we've referenced multiple times, this was such a great season for the team. And, uh, you know, they really, really played their hearts out this year and uh, had a lot of big wins. Um, you know, who, who are you really looking towards? You know, we just talked about Jake Garland a little bit. Um, you know, who are you really looking towards to, uh, you know, really break out or be you know, a real leader going into this tournament? You know, who do you really see or who do you want to see, um, you know, maybe take a step forward and uh, kind of show what they're worth and um, kind of lead the Hurricanes through this uh, regional and into the Supers? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I haven't been shy about this, but I've been a huge Yo-Yo Morales fan. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen him come up. He's a, a you know good friend of mine, Harold Martinez, coached him at Braddock. So I've, I've seen him play since he was a sophomore in high school. Um, and Harold, Harold is a, you know, another player. They're, they're kind of cut from the same cloth. They're, they're sort of built the same way. They're really short stops playing third base, both, you know, long wiry guys and hit the ball out to all fields. And, and I think Yo-Yo is a special talent. And, and I think hurricane fans have to realize you have a premier talent playing in your backyard, you know, four or five nights a week. So they got to take advantage of, of, you know, this kid and, and come on and support him. He really truly is a five tool player. He's really good defensively. Um, I, I think more, more importantly, he's just a really smart baseball player. He knows what he can and can't do. And he's going to be the focal point of, of the scouting reports for all these teams. He's, you know, Ole Miss, Arizona, and, and Canisius, they're all going to go into their scouting report meetings. And they're going to say, Joey Morales is not going to be the guy that beats us. And, uh, you know, you grow up as a kid and, and you go to these games at Mark Life Field. Miami always has, you know, these like larger than life, uh, you know, players, right? You, these, these little kids that grow up watching these guys. I think Yoyo's, you know, rounding into that shape. He was named a team captain this year. Um, you know, he's certainly grown up. He's only a sophomore. It's, it's crazy, crazy mm-hmm. to think of that your best player as a sophomore and he's, you know, 19, 20 years old. This guy's going to be a top draft pick next year in the draft. So, uh, you know, I, I, I personally, this is, I think this is his moment to, you know, they always say like the Yankees earn your pinstripes. Like this is where Yoyo earns his keep at, at University of Miami. It's in big moments like this. Um, you know, that being said, though, as the focal point of this scouting report, when everyone's looking at you, when everyone's looking at LeBron James, they're going to go and stop LeBron like the guys around benefit. Right. So if, if, if you're yo-yo and they're not giving you pitches to hit, you know, take the walk, get on base, give, give the guy behind you a chance to hit some fastball. So, you know, I made the allusion to the you know playoff basketball, a similar style where execution matters. This is another thing where. You know, if you double team the best guy, you know, he's going to look to dish. Right. So I think Yo-Yo is going to be in plenty of opportunities to, you know, be the star of the weekend. And there might be opportunities where, you know, they're just not giving him any opportunities to hit the ball. So 
he's got to look to pass it off to the next guy. And, and there's, there's certainly so much depth in this lineup. So many guys that can beat you with a long ball um, that I think the Hurricanes will be well off. Um, the one thing they need to avoid is just a strikeout. They've been falling victim to that the last, you know, couple weeks of the season. I think, you know, just as, as, as baseball's evolved, man, it's, it's so crazy how advanced scouting reports are, how much video there is on guys and you're constantly in a state of adjustment. So look, I, I know that these pitchers from these three programs are going to be ready to go and face this lineup and they're going to welcome the challenge and the hurricane's got to be ready to step up and, and face them too. And uh, you know, I, I mentioned yo-yo, I'd be remiss to not mention, you know, some guys in the pitching staff, I am a pitcher myself. So I do love uh, watching some high quality pitching, but you go up and down this hurricane staff and, you know, the one guy that pops out to you is Carson Palmquist, right? I mean, he's yeah, give me some Carson, all, all, all American, uh, all everything. He's going to be a, you know, top draft pick this summer. Uh, you know, some major league teams going to be lucky to have him, And, you know, he's a guy you can put up against anybody in the country. I, I really do believe that you know, when you have a guy like that in your back pocket and, and Gino knows that, Gino knows that he's got his ace waiting in the wings. He's got Batman, you know, waiting in his little tower, ready to bring him out. And look, there's, there's when, when he's on, there's no one better in my opinion. Um, you know, he's, he's nasty. He's got you know arms and elbows coming at you. He's got a good breaking ball. And I think he's just, he's, he's a little bit of nasty. I think he likes the idea of playing that role. He likes being the guy. He embraces the bright lights. Um, and, and look, I think one of the best things, it's probably going to sound weird. But one of the best things that might've happened to Carson is having to struggle a little bit in that ACC tournament. He's going to come out with a vengeance. And uh, I look forward to seeing him pitch this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, to, to really make a deep run to win a title, I, I, I don't want to say you need that, but it's, it's just so helpful to have a guy like a Carson that can uh, you can just throw out there any day. And you know, you're most likely going to get a dominant performance. And uh, he's kind of that stopper type of guy that, uh, you know, you just you can just always kind of rely on. Like you mentioned, the guy's nasty. So really excited to see him. Really excited to see Yo-Yo. Um, I think it's going to be a very interesting uh, regional. Um, it always is, especially with the Canes hosting over at Mark Light. Always going to be fun. Um, so, Javi, uh, we're talking we're talking about the regional itself, but of course, you know, everyone wants to see their team go to the supers. Everyone wants to see their team make it to Omaha. Um, you know, once you do get out of the regionals, is there any type of you know mindset you know, once you get to the supers or even Omaha? Is there any kind of mindset shifts or you know anything you would want to do differently as like a player or is as like a team strategy, or do you just kind of like always stick to your guns and uh, you know what you're trying to do, what your approach is day to day? Not speaking from experience here, I never, I never made it out to a super regional and or Omaha in my career. So that's something I always, you know, wish I had the opportunity to accomplish, but mm -hmm. just wasn't in the cards for some of the teams I played on. But I think at this point in the season, you are what you are, right? I mean, this team has uh, certainly shown that they can beat anybody in the country. Um, they've certainly shown that they've earned the respect of the voters and the selection committee by, you know, earning this sixth national seed. Um, and, and the, the tape's out on them. So there's, there's nothing that you can change from here, here on out. I think you are what you are and, um, you go down with your guns. Um, uh, like, like, like I've mentioned, look, there's, there's so much that can happen in a regional weekend. There's so much unexpected. Um, and until, until that first pitch is thrown on Friday at noon, you don't really know what's going to happen. Right. So, um, all, all the best intentions, all the scouting report, all the practicing, all that goes out the window, the moment, you know, that starting pitcher for Miami takes the ball at, at, at 12 o'clock. So I think at this point in the season, the best advice I give to someone in that locker room is, you know, you, you've made it this far, you know what it is to be successful. I think playing at home is a huge boost. I think people don't realize the, the home field advantage that Mark Light Stadium provides to Miami. There's, there's something Absolutely. about that place 
Um, and you know, as you, you've gone to games there, there's just something like some mystique. There's some weird ghosts. It's like <laughs> one of those places where no one can really say what it is, but you know, it's there. And, and it's the I remember shakes. Coach Moore, it's, the milkshakes. <laughs> it's a couple of milkshakes. You give, give, give some of those to the opposing teams and see how they feel after, you know, the first or second inning. Um, I, I'll certainly have a milkshake this weekend, but yeah, yeah, look, coach Morris always used to say when, when you put that Miami Jersey on and someone walks in the building, they know where they're playing. They know what's happened at this park before they've seen big games on TV here and you either embrace it or, or you let it get the best of you. And I think that, you know, Gino's going to have these guys ready. I know JD will, I know the rest of the coaching staff will have these guys, um, you know, on their, on their best, on their best, you know, ascension going forward. And, and look, like I said, you, you've done all you can this season. You earned the right to host a regional. You have some really big names coming in. You have Ole Miss, you have Arizona. These are two programs that, you know, they have, brand name appeal so this is going to be these games are going to be on tv they're going to be on espn people are going to know what's going on this is all you ask for as a player this is the type of regional that you come to miami for so look i'm, I'm bullish on the canes i'm always bullish on the canes but i think when, when you have the opportunity to host and you have the opportunity to play in front of your family and friends have the opportunity to go get breakfast at you know mojito grill or sergio's before the game <laughs> like this is this is home cooking for the canes and, and i i do think that they pull it out and it's going to be hard fought. It's not going to be easy, but I, I do think they pull it out and, and hopefully host a super next weekend. Absolutely. That'd be awesome. I mean, you just, you just mentioned towards the end there, you know, Arizona, Ole Miss, I think we'd be, we'd be remiss to, you know, not, you know, bring them up at least a little bit in this kind of, you know, regional preview we're talking here. So, uh, you know, if, if, if kind of, you know, I know, of course we're both Miami guys. We talked a little bit about Canisius. Don't know a ton about, you know, what we're getting from Arizona, Ole Miss, but done a little bit of, you know, a little bit of background so far. So what have you seen? What have you heard, you know, about uh, Arizona, Ole Miss that you could kind of provide a little bit of insight to maybe someone that, you know, hasn't, doesn't really know much about those two programs? Well, look, I think firstly, you got to start with Arizona, right? These guys are, they finished fifth in the Pac-12. So you look at it from a, you know, eagle eye perspective. Oh, they didn't do that well in a conference that might've been down this year. They beat national seed Stanford in a series. They beat uh, Oregon State. They did get swept by Oregon going into the Pac-12 tournament, but then they beat Oregon to start the Pac-12 tournament. So it's a team that's been up and down. Um, they hit the ball. Uh, they're, they're, they, got some, they got some big-time, big-time MLB potential draft picks on that team. Uh, and they're coached by a big leaguer in Chip Hale. So you know that team's going to be ready to go. They're going to be fired up. Um, you know, they're coming from the West coast and I think the West West coast baseball kind of gets maligned a little bit. People fall, you know, fall in love with the East coast bias and you forget that the West coast exists, but look, these guys were in a super last year. They've been to Omaha's, you know, three years ago. So this team's going to be prepared. They're going to be ready to go. And then, and then you, you know, move down the line to an Ole Miss. This team was ranked number one in the nation at one point this year. So they certainly have the, the firepower. They have a star shortstop and Jacob Gonzalez, who's going to come in here and put on a show. He's going to be a, a top draft pick next, next June or July in the major league draft. Um, but you look at like, I was, I was reading some of the Ole Miss, you know, beat and, and what some of the writers were saying the, the players were shocked that they made the tournament. I mean, they had no expectations. They were at the selection show almost reluctantly and, in, in, you know, in a, in a state of mind that they were just going to be happy if they got in. So you got to think you have two teams like Canisius and Ole Miss that are sort of playing with house money, right? They're going to come in here. They're having the time of their lives. They're going to Miami, you know, and they're going to, they're going to come out playing with, with little to no, uh, you know, feeling of, of, you know, their backs against the wall. They're, they're, they're going to come out swinging and they're going to see where, where the chips fall. And I think, like I said before, this is a, there's big brand names at this, at this regional It's going to draw a lot of attention. It's going to draw a lot of eyes. 
you know, Miami, Arizona, Ole Miss, those are three, you know, big time baseball programs, big time sports schools, um, you know, for that matter. And it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting to watch. Um, you know, I'll be there Friday at noon and, and rooting on the Canes and, and hopefully we pull it out. Yeah, guys, go, go, go hang out with Javi at the, at the game on Friday. I'm sure he'd love to talk to you guys and, uh, you know, chop it up a little, a little Canes talk, a little, a little baseball, maybe even some football too, Javi. You got, I know you got some pretty good, you got some pretty good baseball takes, of course, but, uh, you know, we need to get you on the, the football podcast once or twice. I'm sure you got some, uh, some good football takes. We can't keep getting you on only once a year. Uh, you know, you know, I love football, man. I, D, D money's D money's my guy. So I always tell D money, I'm like, dude, let me get in there. Let me, let me chop it up <laughs> with football a little bit. I watch the games too. D money, D money knows. I, I, I love to watch from like a, you know, an analytical perspective, man. So D money and I get along great in terms of watching football. He's, he's, a he's, He's, he's old. He's got his. He's, he, he's I, got I've his, never, yeah. I've never talked to a non-football, <laughs> like an actual non-football player that knows as much as he does about the sport and can talk uh, like deep, you, that deeply about it. Like it's crazy, D-Money, right? D Money humbles even the most loyal football fan with his knowledge. So I'm always, <laughs> I'm always down to have a conversation with him. But man, you guys do a great job. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. You guys got me on here, and uh, I'm just a Canes fan, man. I think at, at our core, we're just you cut us open, we all bleed orange and green, man. So. However we can get it, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, you know, women's basketball, whatever it is, you know, we're, we're competitive bunch. We want to see our, our teams do well. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, well, uh, we'll have to, we'll have to run it back uh, during football season or at some point soon, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, that pretty much wraps up this edition of the Canes Insight podcast. Again, Friday action starts at Mark Light at noon against Canisius. Uh, we'll be rooting for the Hurricanes as always and want to see them make a big run. I think this team is really set up to do that. They have all the pieces, just need to execute and get the job done. So, uh, Javi, thank you so much for taking the time and uh, coming on the Canes Insight Podcast. You really uh, brought it today. Thanks, Steph. I appreciate it, man. If, if you're out there listening, let's get out to Mark Light this weekend. Let's let's be loud. Let's take out some of that you know Miami Heat frustration loss, Game <laughs> 7 loss on on some of these other teams and root on our cane. Yeah. Yeah. I was, at, I was actually at a wedding uh, during game seven and uh, you know, a- after they lost, I couldn't watch the game, but you know, after they, you. After, well, after, <laughs> well, after they lost, it just went, man, that night went completely downhill. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was, I was pretty pissed off. I, I watched the game. I actually watched the game with my, with my, with my girlfriend and, and we were both, I mean, I don't, I don't know if she really knew how, I guess, somber I'd be after a game seven loss. So that was, that was an interesting way to, to sort of introduce my heat fandom to somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, yeah. So uh, you guys know what to do. Stay locked into the Canes Insight Podcast for all the latest team news, recruiting news. And you know, the message board is always popping. For my guest, Javi, I'm Stefan, and we out. <laughs>